0: Hi, O'Neill here. Today we're going to be talking about anthropomorphizing, and this is something that I have a, a kind of a strong background in. I used to have intellectual talks with someone about this, um, a master trainer and my coach and instructor, Donnie Anderson, so I can pronounce it, and <laughs> we've had many many hours of conversation about it. And I just saw an article about it. And so I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about it. So what is it? What is anthropomorphizing? It's assigning human minds to non-human objects. And, but it's interesting because most people say, that's just crazy. Kids do that. And, you know, they talk to the trees and, you know, to everything, but they're and the dog and they're going, but that's just stupid you know, and you got to grow out, grow up and grow out of it. But guess what? There's a scientific explanation for why we anthropomorphize as adults, and it's rooted in intelligence, not ignorance. Well, there you have it. Historically, it has been treated as a sign of childishness or stupidity, but it's actually a natural byproduct of the tendency that makes humans uniquely smart on this planet says Nicholas Epley. He's a professor of behavioral science at the University of Chicago. No other species has this tendency. Epley is the author of the book, Mindwise, Wise, How We Understand What Others Think, Believe, Feel, and Want. And he's also, like, supposedly the world's foremost anthropomorphism expert. He says that whether we realize it or not, we anthropomorphize objects and events all the time. Anthropomorphism is the byproduct of having an active, intelligent social cognition. Let me say that again. Anthropomorphism is the byproduct of having an active, intelligent social cognition. As an example, We often name objects like cars, instruments, boats, and cameras, all that we develop special relationships with and consider extensions of our own identities. Yes, I have a name for my SUV, and I just have a very close relationship with her, so I can't argue with that. I do practice anthropomorphism. and Because we're actually hardwired to do that. And we attribute minds to objects we like. So we tend to anthropomorphize the things we love, not the things we hate. Psychology agrees that the more we like someone, or the closer we are to them, the more likely we are to engage with them. This proclivity extends to non-humans too, regardless of whether they are conscious. Hmm. And we'll even refer to them with gender pronouns. There is a um, a radio talk show. I don't know if it's on anymore. It's called, on NPR, it's called Car Talk. They surveyed 900 listeners. And the more people reported liking their car, the more likely they were to describe it as if it had a mind, beliefs, desires, and personality. And this anthropomorphic drive for connection is part of the reason we analyze our pet's complex mental states as well. It's interesting because we think unpredictability means humanness because humans are unpredictable, aren't we? And if an object is, we tend to think of it as human too. Kind of interesting. Human, yeah. So anthropomorphic, anthro- Pomorphization is totally normal social action. And as a psychological mechanism behind anthropomorphism are the same as those behind human-to-human social interaction. Recognizing the mind of another human being involves the same psychological processes as recognizing the mind in other animals, a god, or even a gadget. It's a reflection of our brain's greatest ability rather than a sign of our stupidity. Isn't that funny? But it's strikingly true. Personally, I've witnessed as people engaged more with a dog or other pet, and the dog or pet becomes more socially advanced over their lifetime. And I additionally say intelligent. They have a present and a presence and they really connect. So have you been in a home where the dog is treated like a piece of furniture? They're basically ignored and they just like, they don't, they don't connect. They're just like, duh, do whatever. You know, they may be spastic. They may be shut down over there. They can be, they just don't engage. And then you walk in another home and the dog greets you. They're watching you. They're checking you out there. They're sizing you up, you know, looking at your eyes, taking in your smell, watching your body language seeing how you're dressed. I mean, they're looking at how you move. They're looking at all of these things. They're doing it back to you. They're sizing you up, just just like you're doing with the human, and I do with the dogs because that's what I do. It's just really interesting to see that phenomenon. And I encourage people to talk to their pets and tell them about things like what to expect when you go on vacation and they stay behind what to expect when they go to the vet, and have a conversation before you add another pet to the family to even see if that's a great idea. Done with care, compassion, and clear communication, the animals behave in calmer ways and in predictable manners because they have the information to make better decisions. And I see that over and over and over again. So the more you engage with your dog, the more your dog will engage with you. Science says you're treating them like a human being, anthropomorphizing. I suggest you are interacting with a conscious being. And the result is a richer life of consciousness for the involved parties. You get to know each other better and more deeply. You understand what your dog is thinking, feeling, and more. And and you can even do that with your plant. You can do that with with other things as well, but I mean, I'm just focusing on dogs. But, and also dogs watch us so much. When I'm in clients' homes, I watch dogs watch their people and how they respond to mannerisms, sounds, speech, actions that most people are not even aware they do. I point it out and they're surprised. They're like, well, I didn't even know I did that. How did you know that? Because I was watching your dog. Your dog's watching what you're doing and they know that you're getting ready to do something. How do you know? Because I'm they're giving off signals. So then so what the people share is they have a close bond with their dog and they're they interact a great deal. And they some of them are aware of it and some of them aren't so much. And some of them are like going, wow, that's really cool. And so that's just like a big leg up. But I want you to don't knock it until you try it and try it for 10 years or more, your life will be so much richer and all that are around you as well. So let's go anthropomorphize.